Hey there, and welcome to episode 66 of the Better With Running podcast. My name is Matt Davey, coach of run to pb and alongside me, as always, I have fellow coach of run to pb and co-host, Zach and Newman. Welcome back to the show, mate. Thanks, Mattress. Yeah, excited to be back on, mate. It's uh, yeah, another week to talk about, uh, yeah, some, some training on your part and also, um, yeah, some exciting news about our um, virtual 5K, uh, 5K, 10K that uh, kicked off on the weekend. We had a few people already uh, lodged some time, so be good to chat about that. And um, yeah, also hear about how you're traveling with your running. But um, also notice, uh, I think it was last night on social media, mate. You were um, into the getting festive in lockdown with a the uh, Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah, the party shirt on. Um, <laughs> yeah, the fluoro shorts and stuff like that. Yeah, just. I know <laughs> you lose your mind a little bit, don't you? Yeah, Lockdown I was gonna say <laughs> 200 celebrating 200. Well, celebrating or commiserating 200 days yeah. in lockdown over the past what 16 or 17 months or something. So, yeah, just thought have to do something to keep entertained and yeah. yeah. So, yeah, dressed up a little bit and making a we're thinking about making a theme every Sunday night to um, yeah, to uh, mix things up and and have something to look forward to. Nice one, mate, and a yeah, good way to cap off a big big running week as well um 130 odd k's or what running yeah 135 i think it was nice. at the end. yeah so um yeah it was coming off the back of that 10k uh time trial and that 10k block and i th- i went after doing the 10ks i like to see potentially if i pull up a right do a lighter session on the tuesday or no session at all um and so yeah when when the Tuesday rolled around and Gemma and I decided to go down to Mornington and, and do just a 60 minute run um, and just a bit of 15 minute pickup uh, sort of at the, at the back end of the, of the run. Um, and it was just, I think picked up to sort of three forty five ish pace. So it wasn't that intense, but just to tick the legs over a little bit quicker. Um, and so, yeah, that I was pretty tired actually doing that. And so I, I led it. And we were running along a bit of a single track and, and Gemma just kept holding on and holding on and holding on to me. Yeah. Um, I kept putting in surges and she kept kicking away from me. Um, <laughs> well, kept, kept, sorry, she kept up with me and then I was only going to go to 15 minutes and she didn't realise that. Um, and so when we got to 15 minutes and I, and I started slowing down and she started surging ahead asking what are you doing she was <laughs> planning on doing a bit of a sit and kick effort um yeah without realizing that i was stopping so <laughs> and i just cruised it in um yeah that was a, a good little fun sort of session. Like great great spot who, who took the photo was it uh i did yeah i took that one yep. yeah oh, yep. right. yeah yeah it is great. it was i think it was just a cracking night for it actually see yeah. a few people on uh Gemma's strava um yeah maybe looking to move down that way uh <laughs> Getting that get down, get that five k in their bubble for um yeah because it's um it's a great great course there, great spot for it yeah it's a, down down there at God's country um, and um yeah then on the on the Wednesday had the Pfizer vaccine booked in so right. that was my first shot um so I I got out for ninety minutes in the morning um and just sort of cruised along all right went now there there'd been a yeah, um, koala spotted you know yeah i'm seeing this pop up i see korean fife also spotted it on the weekend yep um, yeah there's been a few Gemma. um yeah a few others from Mornington potential around that around the area here yeah i've spotted this this koala and so yeah i've actually found oh well after i first saw it on monday um just running along in this this lady just randomly oh did you see people what looking yeah. up the yeah yeah my eyesight's terrible i have my glasses on there was no chance i'd be I'd be trying to see it. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I was just running along and, and this, yeah, this um, lady and her two kids were, were standing under the tree just gazing up and I was kind of like staring at them wondering what they were looking at. And then, yeah, they called over and said that there's a koala up in the tree. And so, yeah, I stopped and, and had a look. And yeah, the, the bad thing was I had my GoPro with me. Um, yeah. 
and the batteries had gone flat about a minute before that. So, so I kept trying to restart it and I was a bit annoyed, uh, yeah, that the batteries would um, had gone flat and I hadn't charged them before the run. So, yeah, didn't didn't get any photos of it that time. But, um, yeah, it's become a bit of a lockdown attraction, actually, because every time I run past it, um, yeah, there's always seems to be someone scouting around looking for it or, yeah, popping up on Strava, having quite a few mentions. Um, yeah, Cam, and I'll, Gemma and I are calling it Kenny. Saka, we reckon it's a male. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's got the, yeah, we reckon it's a male, so we're calling it Kenny the koala. Um, well, yeah, it's kind of a cool little thing for the lockdown to I don't know, lift the spirits up. Yeah, it's funny you say that, and I'll get on to my week, but on Sunday we were running, uh, I was running along the Yarra um, out towards Abbotsford, and there's been sightings of a seal uh, in the oh, Yarra. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a lot of people around there and it's um yeah it's been seen by, and i was just reading an article about it so um i think we'll call him sammy the seal um yeah, yep. <laughs> get rid of the shoe dog um but yeah he, uh the seal's been spotted in Abbots, but yeah and because we I was running along and yeah saw a lot of people just looking into the yarra and then um yeah, it's um, just bobbing his head up, um, which is pretty cool. Oh, so it was there. You saw it. Yeah, we did see it. Um, and then, yeah, it's uh, it's apparently been – it was around in uh, lockdown last year. I don't know if it's the same one, but uh, mm. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty cool to uh, have that going down. And like you say, it's us in these times. Mm. Um, yeah, something something like that does uh, lift the spirits. And it was good to see some kids having a look out there for the, uh, for the seal. Yeah, yeah, just taking those little wins, isn't it? Like, <laughs> take it when they come around at this stage. <laughs> um, but yeah, after after the Wednesday, the Pfizer shot kind of felt all right. Just had a dead arm, um, but other than that, felt pretty good. And so yeah, got out on Friday. I, I didn't want to do anything too intense coming off that the vaccine. Yeah. I wasn't sure how I was going to respond to it, but. Yeah, I thought I felt good enough to do a, a session, but not just reduce that intensity. So I did two by 15 minute uh, tempo at around sort of 324 ish, um, 320 into 324 pace for the for the 15 minuters. Um, it probably felt better actually in the second one than the first one. It was like, yeah, just the aerobic engine was warmed up, and, and the, by the time I got to the second one, felt a lot better in it. Um, and I was actually going to do some strides at the end, just some shorter, faster strides, but I was just too fatigued off, um, I think, just off the vaccine. Uh, yeah. I felt like the, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I felt fine outside of running, but as soon as I started running, I just felt that sort of tiredness. So I, I thought it would be. You anything. still ran the next, you, you doubled the next day. Uh, on the Thursday, was it? Yeah, after the jab. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, so yep. it's good going to be able to get out for two runs. I know I was a bit mm. knocked out from the first. I mean, yeah, it affects, affects everyone obviously differently, but um, yeah, mm. apart from the sore arm. Um, I was yeah. I was quite fatigued as well, but um, that's that's a good result to be able to get through that, and then um, um, and then yeah, that tempo it's pretty yeah. consistent too. Like you, yeah. you sort of worked into it, and then obviously found the rhythm. Yep, yeah, yeah, and I think I think the first four k's or something were like three twenty fours, like bang on each time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it was good to get that consistent, not really drop off. And like, I did notice my heart rate was a little bit more elevated probably than it normally would be for that, um, that session. But yeah. And now I, I put the, um, I put this chest strap on as well, just to make sure it wasn't, that was that, I guess, more accurate and uh, wasn't pushing too hard for it. Uh, but then really backed off on the Saturday and went looking for the koala again. And then um, on the Sunday we yeah, went out for the bit of a long run, reached just straight from home. Um, yeah. Just tried to tick over a few hills, got 355 metres elevation in cool. the two hours. Um, and then, because originally I had planned to do a more of a marathon specific session. So having sort of a 20 minute pick up towards the end of the, the end of the run, sort of get through 90 minutes and then pick up from 90 to um, 90 to 110. Uh, but yeah, I just decided to, because it, it's from home and it's hilly and it's not that great place to do it. Um, and yeah, off the back of the sort of announcements around the extended lockdown, yeah, yeah Melbourne's not looking too good um, to go ahead at this stage or at the set date, I guess. Maybe it would have delayed potentially, mm. not too sure. But um, yeah, so ended up just hitting a, a bit of a hill. Well, it sort of worked into the last sort of 20 minutes and, and also included a, a solid 1K climb 
up um up from the nudist beach um, (laughs) sunny side oh okay that explains did you get the uh the cr there um yeah yeah. whether i already had it or it popped up this time but yeah i knew i knew there was a segment there uh it's pretty yeah it's pretty motivating when you get down to the bottom there and you know that's beach to to run up turn around quick and get back up the top of the hills as fast as possible um yeah and i was bit fatigued at the end of that actually uh but no it was good good to get out for a bit of pretty solid sort of uh long run average for 22s and mm. get the two hours and yeah i guess trying to stick to around that well that two hour limit at this stage isn't it yeah the, um exercise limit so yeah ended up with our 135 k's for the week and um yeah i think i'll just probably won't increase the volume that much um at this stage just try to keep it around that three weeks around that level and then a, a week a down week off that and uh, i was gonna say is that is that because you still potentially would you keep it that those k's with a view that if melbourne's either comes on or is you know pushed three four weeks later which we haven't at, at all heard anything like mm. that um you're still in a position to, to move into a marathon block yeah yeah that's exactly yeah yep so i'll do i'll start doing some sort of more math for some longer sessions um but yeah with that sort of increase in mileage and um yeah just uh, hope that i guess that the body will be ready then um for if it is uh, it goes ahead or if it's extended then i can yeah really put in some good work and, and knock out a good marathon so i guess that's where my thoughts are at around that at this stage and yeah so i won't be increasing the mileage too much more than what what that is but oh yeah probably can you know range between maybe 10 more k's in the week um but i wouldn't go any higher than that just to reduce the risk try not to get sick injured or or yeah fatigued or anything like that yeah it's it's a tough balance at the moment for um particularly those who are yeah in that marathon sort of uh, realms just Mm. to keep things Still ticking in terms of Ks, but um, yeah, not going too far, too deep into those blocks. That's right. Yeah, it's, it is. And like, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I would do a, a um, virtual marathon. Um, yeah. Enough, like, yeah, I'm very impressed by the people that can get up for, for something like that. Like, that's yeah. incredible to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know, just myself, I'm, I, I would struggle, I think, to to get up for it. But yeah. yeah, and that's why I am so impressed with those people that can do that because I just, I, I, I don't know, yeah, how they sometimes can, can manage to really get up and, and lifted for that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so huge kudos to those guys that are able to do that. Yeah, oh, we've, we've spoken about that um, on a few yeah. of these episodes. Yeah, it's an amazing feat to be able to, um, yeah, to knock out a marathon in that, in that setting. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll get. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the next few weeks. But it's it's right. good that you can. You're still um yeah piecing together some great training. Mm. Um, yeah, and what about you, mate? Speaking of great training, you had a couple of couple of rippers this week. Yeah, you probably turned the corner this week in terms mm. of um how I'm travelling session wise and even just across the ground on most of my easy runs. Um, even into like into the Sunday run because uh that, that knee niggle has, has really subsided so i've been able to get on top of that just through the strengthening um i think also for me it was coming off the back of a, a bit of a break after that um gold coast that gold coast build and then some downtime off that and, and some easy running probably just um threw the momentum out a little bit and, and a couple of niggles i was probably carrying came to the came to the fore but i've been able to get on top of them now which is which is great. It's um, it's a good feeling when you get some of these runs where they're you know they're quite pain free and you're not sort of um, having to concentrate on on you know your niggles and you can really focus in on your running and um, yeah, consistent on the you know, my my easy days, just just ticking nice and slow and um, getting the the recovery runs in and was able to get out. Thursday, I thought I'd do a progression run. Haven't done a progression run for a mm-hmm. while. Um, was sort of keen to, on this one, wanted to, um, I guess, because I've had probably two, three weeks of some uh, more 
shorter and sharper workouts and more of a focus on turnover. I just wanted to see where I was at um, for some of the longer, uh, longer sustained efforts. And I think this was a good indication I could sort of draw back from a lot of the marathon workouts I'd done and some strength. And uh, it was a great, great evening for it. It was a, on the Thursday night. I don't know if you recall, Matt, it was, um, yeah, it was sort of that, that feeling of, um, yeah, a bit of sun out there and it was a shorts and t-shirt weather finally. <laughs> get, no singlet? Get, get rid of the, uh, no singlet, but I could just get rid of the gloves and the tights, the long tights for a change. Um, and yeah, it was, I, I've, you know, big advocate for progression runs. Um, I obviously program these a lot with my athletes and use them a lot because I've just felt they're a great way to, um, yeah, I think it's just a great way uh, in terms of practicing that um, patience and also pace judgment um, and, you know, things that you utilize across all races, um, you know, 5K through the marathon, but this is a really good one to, um, yeah, probably use a bit of self-control early and, and work into it. And, and the, the best thing about a progression one, when you execute it, you do feel um, you come out of it you know, buzzing with confidence. And you know, my goal was just to try and, and it was a bit more aggressive than I probably would usually is that every 10 seconds was uh, every 10 minutes, I was going to try and increase the average pace by approximately 10 seconds a K. So you know, starting at fours then four minute Ks and work down to 350s, 340s, 330s. And as you know, like, you know, as you, as you run further into the session, it, um, you know, that, that overall fatigue can start to play play uh play into the legs and i was um really happy to sort of keep building and um yeah finished off pretty strong it, it's it was one of those where yeah I, I went along the yarra and it was um a lot of people out a lot of a lot of i don't know if you're noticing mattress but uh, a lot of people who uh, probably don't usually get on the bike are jumping on the bike now um yeah, yeah it's crazy <laughs> it's, i mean it's great that people are outside but wow <laughs> When you're, when you're humming along at sort of 320 down to 310 on that um that 16th k yeah ducking and weaving in between um, a lady who was on a on a bike who was like proceeding to just use instagram or on or something like because she just kept she was using her phone on the bike and i'd go next to her and then she'd sort of speed up and then go back then she jumped back on her phone as she dropped me and then I'd, i'm keeping the same pace and then i'd then catch up and it was just this back and forth and it was a little bit, I mean, fortunately she turned off, but yeah, it was a little bit dicey because I had nowhere to go because it's it's one of those, um, those trails where you, it's, it's a shared bike, uh, mm. bike and walking and running. So yeah, not the, um, not the smartest thing, but, uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> it's, it's, it was, um, yeah, using it nonetheless, but, uh, yeah, I, like I said, Matt, I just, felt like in this session was able to close and feel like I had that marathon legs again. Um, and that, that was really good, really pleasing to, uh, to knock that out. How do you get out for that first K at the first K you hit 402 and then 349. Yeah. So I jogged, I jogged from my place, which is five minutes. Um, I usually go over the, over the bridge, over like an overpass, which it's probably, 500 meters to get to the start of the track um so yeah i just sort of jogged over because i was in the um i was in the flats so i didn't want to didn't want to take shoes change them and didn't i wanted to sort of part of the whole workout was not to was that um i guess steady from the gun um you know no real strides it was pretty much work into it and um yeah so i finished and had about five minute jog as well at the end so k's are probably yeah probably myself one or two k's because um, <laughs> i was gonna say you normally you're struggling to break 5 30 for a warm-up and you've just gone banging yeah too when i saw that like whoa <laughs> yeah it was um yeah and it was, it was it was actually i think when you've set your set you know get in get into your head that okay i'm gonna be a bit commit early here and um mm-hmm. i found that i was actually feeling really good and having to put put the brakes on um a bit earlier than i thought but um yeah. Yeah. So that one, uh, I expected to Friday to be a bit, um, a bit weary, weary from that session. But uh, ran in the Arvo, I was actually feeling pretty good. Um, knocked out 
50 odd minutes easy yeah 48 minutes and then um yeah was also planning to um hit a pretty strong session on saturday the um throwful fart leg so um <laughs> famous uh brady throwfuls session that's uh doing the rounds a, a lot of uh, a lot of run to PB athletes I'm seeing on their Strava getting getting this programmed and um, so this one you've got it's 25 minute workout you're doing a five minute effort with a one minute recovery a four minute one minute recovery three one two two one 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 and then another five minute effort and um, as Brady has uh, prescribed this session you're really moving the gear the gears down as the reps get shorter and the other thing is that five minute should really be at a, a sort of half marathon race effort. Um, mm. And then the goal really isn't to, in that last five minute, is to actually run similar pace to your first one. So you're keeping that under control. Yeah. I actually, uh, and I'd mentioned to Brady, I was going to be a bit more aggressive on this one and probably might not run that first five minute at half marathon, just probably more um, a little bit quicker and I didn't expect it to come out um, at that pace. I was sort of aiming for 310s and it was about 308s. Um, it, was, it was funny, I started and sort of thought, oh, geez, I was warming up. I think I thought, oh, I might, I might still have that 10 mile progression run in the legs and started the first sort of few minutes and thought, oh, I must be running like 320s here, 325s and looked down and it was uh, 308, 310. So, it's a good sign when that happens. Yeah, it's, it's it doesn't happen always, but when yeah, you you do take it when you get it, and yeah, Maybe when it's the other way around, and you're like, oh, I swear I'm going three tens. You look down, yeah. it's three thirties. Like, oh, this is not a good day. Yeah, but then the the flip side of that is like, okay, I've got to now hold that and mm, make sure true. that the you know the fours and the threes, I am making that effort to come down. And um, yeah, I I I sort of always find that gear change from three down to two is, is tough for me. Um, but I think I was able to commit in these reps and, and get down at, you know, under sub, under sub three minute pace on the twos and the ones. So, um, yeah, really happy with that. And the last five minutes was, was pretty strong as well. I was able to pretty much maintain the same pace as, uh, the first, first five. Well, you made more distance in that last five minutes. So you may, you went 1.55 Ks in the first yeah. five and then 1.57. So. Yeah. And I just, um, I think. Overall, that's as strong as I've done that session. I've um, mm. done it a few times now. Yeah. So it's a, in terms of distance run, um, yeah, it's like, you know, for bang for your buck as well. So 25 minutes and, you know, 319s. Mm. Um, you know, there's not a lot of recovery in there. And you do find those those one minutes do really, <laughs> yeah, they, they get shorter and shorter, it feels like, <laughs> towards the end. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a really good morning for it again. So... Um, yeah, I was really, really happy to um, get that. In fact, I think just looking at the Strava, it's the second fastest time on uh, one of the... Yeah. One of the segments there. Yeah. Pink Dots Burnley Pink 1K dot. in. Yeah. Pink dot. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where that is, but um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's a good session. Yeah. So I was really... For one of my athletes um last saturday uh, but i wanted her to do that last five minutes because she's um she's setting up for melbourne marathon um obviously fingers crossed but yeah i set that last five minutes so that with all the fatigue in the legs that last five minutes i wanted her to try to hold marathon a uh, gold marathon pace mm. um, so i mean you can adapt that session as well yeah. i find as well you, you can like you've done there you you, you went out a lot more aggressive uh, yeah. in that first five minutes so it's a it's a great one to adapt because you've got a lot of room to move in between mm. the different um, time lengths of effort. Yeah. That's good. Particularly because I'm not, um, you know, if I was in a marathon block doing bigger volume, I would have felt that, you know, that, that session as it stands, you know, would be perfect in that half marathon type effort because, mm. you know, you wouldn't be overall, you'd be fatigued from the week and it would be a good way. Whereas, yeah, you can, I think now with a um, yeah, minimal races on the cards, we've got mm. a bit more of a license on some of these sessions to be um, be aggressive and then uh, respect it and and recover off that between the uh, the other days, yeah. and then yeah, uh, and then yeah, Sunday Sunday finished that off 
finished the week out with uh, how many K? 22K on, I think. Um, hour 35. 30, yep. 21.2. Just, uh, go, they got the half marathon ticked over. Yeah. <laughs> um, 104K for the week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's probably of the four last four weeks, one of the bigger weeks. Yep. Uh, I think yeah, you did 108 um, before that. But yeah, so that's, um, yeah, really positive signs for me. And uh, I'm just, yeah, happy to, happy to be in that sort of 100K range, two good sessions and the long runs, um, yeah, coming out pretty easily as well. Mm, just keep that consistency, isn't it? And then, and that knee's coming along well. So it's, yeah, good signs with, with that increase and with those couple of sessions and, and the increase in intensity there. Like that would, that progression line is massive, I reckon. Yeah, it's um, it's now it's going to be interesting to see where where I'm at over the five k now because I think I've done I've got the back end strength. Um, probably yeah, this week I'll I'll do some sharper sharper work, and then I think I'm going to have a crack at it on uh, Saturday. Saturday, yeah. exciting. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll keep looking at your Strava. Maybe maybe I'll <laughs> see if I lay it down this Saturday. Then I've got another week up my sleeve. I can go again if I have to. Um, yeah. See, I'll see how we go. And you had one of your athletes, um, Zaka, over in Adelaide. Have a, have a great yeah, half actually, marathon. That's right. Because I was getting back. I was thinking about it on my Sunday run. I was you know, hanging to get back. And um, I was keen to just jump on the final surge in, in Strava and see how Brendan went. So Brendan McCormack, he signed up to run PV back in January, um, start of the year. He's actually got a really strong cricketing uh, background, first grade cricketer for in South Australia and was juggling, loves his running and um, I think he's a life member at his cricket club and plays um, in, the, in the first there, but he's got the flexibility with his coach that he's still able to, um, I think even he's a batsman, so in training he's often allowed to just go and do say this was during summer when cricket was on he was belting out a workout he was having a net session and then going and belting out a a training workout where he he got uh, the license from the coach to he didn't have to hang around do fielding training he'd go out and do a a monofart leg or (laughs) 1k reps that i'd said so it was was quite unique through the cricket season and then obviously that um that's finished and uh he does play golf so we've we blocked out golf on Saturdays, but every other day he's been um, yeah, chipping away and really got into the, got into his running. And his goal just when he signed up was to, um, you know, hadn't done a half, was to crack 90 minutes. Um, we debuted in the half in April at uh, McLaren Vale and he knocked out an hour 27. Then we set some sights on Adelaide, um, which was on the weekend. And yeah, I was uh, really excited to come back from the run to see the uh, notification come through. He'd run an hour 24. Um, yeah. And even like just seeing his progression over the 5K and the 10K, he's now run the 18 minutes. I think he was a 1950 guy before that. Um, he's sub 40. He actually ran sub 40 minutes at in the back end of that half marathon. So that was one of his goals when he started. So yeah, he's, it's been so cool to see his progression. He's running, running sort of, I've looked at last four weeks, he's put together eight, um, 80K weeks. Um, yeah, and just, yeah, it was, it was so exciting to see that result come through. And, uh, yeah, massive congratulations to, uh, to Brendan. And, and if you, you, you follow him on Strava Mattress, I know you could see those splits and they were um, bang on target. We went out with a goal of, of starting sort of four O's or O5s. And he said... Um, there was a group just ahead of him that was probably running a little bit quicker. He, he you know, showed his patience and stuck to the race plan, sat back, and then he just moved through the field. And I think his last K was a 3.54. Um, so finished strong and, yeah, super consistent run. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, excited. it's so exciting to come back from a long run on a Sunday and, and see those results come through. Um, yeah, huge run from Brendan there. <clears throat> yeah. He's, yeah, so second half marathon and potentially maybe stepping up to the full Zacker. Is that is that being uh, going, discussed? Um, yeah, look at the moment. Yeah, it's probably next year though. We're we're looking at City to Bay next. Um, that's a big race in Adelaide that's been postponed. I think it's in November now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
so that's on the on the radar. We'll do a ten k is likely um, possibly throw into the throw in a ten k um, if we can get a race in before that. Otherwise, yep. just a sort of a time trial. It's all a little bit um, subject to what's what's available over there. But um, yeah, and then a marathon's definitely on the cards in the new year. So it'll be pretty cool to see. Awesome. Well, yeah, um, South Australia doing wonderful things there. And yeah, <laughs> lucky. Jealous. Lucky. Yeah. yeah, very jealous. Yeah, yeah, in a position to get those races up and going. But yeah, I mean, because of all the cancellations of so many races and, and sort of those that disappointments, we, we wanted to put together a bit of a, a virtual 5K, 10K run, Zucker. Yeah, and it's, it's really awesome that uh, the running company, Yarraville and New Balance, did jump on board again i know we did this uh, a year a bit over a year ago we, yep. we held this uh, a virtual 5k this year um yeah they they contacted us and we had a good chat about um yeah putting this back up again offering a 5 and a 10k so we put our de the details up on our instagram account there's also on our strava club you can join the event there so it's yeah, it's kicked off on the weekend, August twenty-one to September the fifth is the time window. We've just um, obviously in the the virtual setting, it is at, at your own discretion to pick a course, abide by your, your local obviously your local restrictions. Um, and yeah, all the entrants go into the draw to win a pair of the New Balance uh, ten eighty shoes. Um, just to enter, you've got to tag in uh, the running company New Balance and use the hashtag Team Run to PV. Um, I've got two pairs of shoes to give away, so male and female, and it will be drawn. So that'll be pretty exciting for um, for all those that, that get out and log, log a, uh, a time. And we saw some over the weekend, Mattress. Yeah, we did. We did. There were some. So um, Cameron Donald, so he's our Run to PB, or one of our Run to PB junior uh, development uh, program uh, recipients, and he won his park run um, and ran what was it, tw just over twenty minutes yeah, in, it, in quite a big PB there. Yeah, so um, yeah, he's, he's kicked it off, and, and there's um, quite a few that have entered. So I think they're all mapping out the courses. And as as a coach, mattress, have you got a few of your athletes going around? Yeah, yeah, I've got to um, yeah get onto because I don't I actually set up quite a few programs already, and mm. and um, yeah, going to do going to be hitting up um so probably not what this is it not this saturday but the next um yeah, yeah i reckon I'll, I'll be getting them on on that sort of last last day of when it when it's open i think um to hitting up yeah quite a few of them i reckon they'll be very keen for that virtual race um and then yeah going into the draw obviously very thankful for uh running company yarraville and new balance for for help for sponsoring uh the event and yeah, there will be quite a few and yeah, looking forward to yeah, seeing how they go. And I'll I'll be um yeah, I'm not sure exactly whether this Saturday or the next will be my turn to um yeah have a crack. Uh, and I'll do the 5k, I won't do the 10. You go the five or the 10. I was gonna say, oh, you do both. Nah, I'll just do the five, yeah. Because <laughs> I did the, I'll do it. Uh I did the 10, what uh week, yeah. Uh, or, yeah, pretty much a week ago. So yeah, I would be more inclined to do to do the five. Um at this stage yep that's my uh, yeah i think it's easier to recover from and um yeah get up for than a, than a 10k time trial yeah um i think yeah it's probably half and half for some of my athletes um a few of them are really keen to get after a 5k and there's a uh, 5ks and we'll, we'll go into this a little bit later about the benefits of a 5k with a um i think there was a listener question around it but i, I just think mattress like in terms of how you plan out a 5k when you work either yourself or also with your athletes um you've your general plan because you've you've got a it, it's not one of those things where you can look at it and go oh, it's only 5k I'll just go out go out and run it as hard as mm -hmm. possible and we'll just see what happens it, it it does take some thinking behind getting this one right and executing it and how, how do you go about it? even even breaking it down by k's like mm -hmm you look at it that way yeah i do like i don't like to try to um push too much information in you you just end up all jumble and you forget it on yeah. on race day but yeah there are a few i guess um sort of cues that i like to focus on um mm. and almost breaking it down into sort of three or four sort of sections and the first k i think it's one of the kind of one of the most important k's because 
yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's one where you don't want to go out too hard um, and absolutely destroy yourself in that first K so that, you know, you've got four more K left of just struggling. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a, a matter of trying to find, I think, getting out there. And, and I talk about trying to find a good rhythm early, um, usually a bit of a rush of adrenaline. Uh, gets you up to speed quickly and and so yeah it's it's usually pretty you're usually pretty right to get up to speed it's just trying to find that comfortable rhythm um and then talking a lot talk about relaxing but not relaxing too much um a lot of the times we talk about all right you just got to stay relaxed stay relaxed but when you relax too much you actually slow down and and in a 5k you know it's over pretty quickly you don't want to be slowing down too much um so sort of relax at pace i like to talk about that um and then yet yeah, don't get too i guess caught up um in in um like getting out too like worrying about pace at, at that stage just finding that nice rhythm um and, and probably heading out a little bit more conservative uh early and then being able to finish strong and i know you you'll use the stat about um the world records from everything from 1500 up shortly i reckon um <laughs> <laughs> and that's very much low. Do you want to mention that stat right now, Zach? That stat uh, that every world record has been broken using a negative split from 1,500 um, to the marathon. Yeah. So that Not I, the 800. Not the 800. Uh, yeah, 800. I don't think the 800, but no. everything from the 1,500. No, nah, Rhodesia was a positive split. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So it means you're getting out slow, you're getting out and more conservative and you're finishing stronger. And uh, it's just, yep. it, it still... Um, to this day, it's just something you really keep in the back of your head when you you start out. You think, oh, you know, maybe I need to get out a little bit harder. You know that you know every other, um, yeah, that's the way to finish off races and to, to really utilize the back end of races rather than uh, trying to trying to bank time. Yeah, absolutely. And then, I'd, like with that, in sort of that two to three k stage, um, focus really on holding your form and 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 that rhythm as well and. At this point, you can really start, if you get a little bit negative, you can start thinking too far ahead. And um, that's where I'm trying to, I know there's that um, focus on every mile. For this, I'd say a focus on every K um, rather than yeah. trying to focus on, you know, oh, damn, we've got still got three, three and a half Ks left. It's going to, that's a long way. I'm already hurting. Um, really focus on the moment. And then that point where I guess the, the hardest point in the five Ks is, is that three to four K mark um where you're fatigued you're you're really starting to hurt and it seems a long way from the finish already um and i like to say at that point i want you to think fast and relaxed um and then be like you really got to be positive at that point um and and one of those things that i i like to do is is um talk i've talked about a lot before is counting to 100 um to take your mind off that fatigue a little bit and so that's a, at that point I've, I've told athletes in the past, like when you get to the 3K, um, 3K mark, I want you to count to 100 just steadily. You don't have to go with, yeah. with timing your feet, just slowly count to 100 and really take that um, mind off the fatigue that's, that's creeping in. Um, and then, yeah, with, with, a, with a K to go, I really, that's where I like to then turn the attention to your arms. Um, and your arms are really going to, your arms are going to push you along um, and, and keep that leg turnover well. So really focus on your arms and pumping them hard. And that helps you because at this point, you might have slowed down a little bit. But if you want to change pace, using your arms can really help you uh, to pick up that momentum again. And then <clears throat> also, yeah, just really breaking that last K up into manageable chunks. So you might be looking at, you know, depending on where you are, um, you know, it might be a road or a tree or something up in the distance. Like, I just got to get to that road and get to that tree and then just keep making deals with yourself. Yeah. And it's amazing how far you can go. Um, yeah. Making those little mini, mini goals. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that's what I like to really focus on, I guess, for that last K is, is making those mini deals. And uh, yeah, I guess that's our uh, a few can, general points about a 5K race plan. And a few points, and you, you can practice that that feeling in a session, you know, when it gets hard to, to, okay, what do I need to focus on? I need to, you know, I need to focus on my arms. I need to get to this next corner or next tree mm. or whatever. And you, you've been there countless times. And then when you're in that fifth K, you can sort of revert back to sessions and think, yeah, okay. I remember this is what it was feeling like at the back end of um, session the other week. I've got out of this before. Okay. It's, it's, 
racing you are at a at an elevated state and you know your sessions but you have been in a fatigue state and you have worked your way through and i think using that as a confidence um you know what way to draw from it and and just you know revert back to it and yeah you, you always find a way to, to finish it off and yeah like what you said about um yeah early on and even um that adrenaline and you know i think comes back to also just preparing for the um for the time trial uh, i know it's different in this setting where you don't have the cues of other people around you in a race setting or the adrenaline maybe may not be as high because you're not on the track or you're not in a you know, have a bib on and you're, you're around all the um <laughs> yeah the crowd and all the rest of it but um warming up properly and really dialing in when you're warming up so it's nice slow jogging and then the drills and the strides um you know, any of your activations um just getting ready and and i think um that first k where you talk about getting out you know not too relaxed it's it's good to maybe do um some longer strides um mm -hmm. particularly for 5k because it's not going to take much out of you to even do a, a solid you know uh, minute effort beforehand um yep. just so you you are into that pace straight out of the gun where off the gun as opposed to um maybe a little bit um sluggish at the start so yeah finding that balance at the start yeah that's all right mate oh there's some good tips there um and then what about what are your thoughts on the the type of like obviously virtual races i mean that's one of the beauties of time trials and things like that you could choose where you mm. are going to go so what are your thoughts around that yeah i i like course that um is an out and back to be honest um mm. i'm not a big fan of the loop course um that's just me personally um but yeah definitely something in that you feel confident and um you feel fast on it like something you've done some some workouts on and finished strongly in um yeah it's perfect spot to do it um yeah i what about you matt are you um you you, you tend to go for the loops yeah i do actually yeah i think i like breaking it down it gives me a chance to break it down anyway um rather than just just that out and back course and i think because i do a lot of training in, at on sort of looped courses um i guess that's what i've become adjusted to um and yeah just uh, i mean with it within your 5k bubble you kind of got a it, it can be tough to find a two and a half k stretch yeah direction that's going to be flat enough whereas if you can find like a 2k loop or one and a half k loop then it's going to be a little bit easier to fit in hmm. um yeah so uh like I, I did the um i did a, a time trial last year on the out and back course at seaford wetlands seaford, yeah yeah and that oh, i really liked that i was feeling really good that day too so it definitely helped and uh, gem was on the bike and stuff um so yeah but i but i usually go for the loop courses yeah. um, most of the time gps friendly too yeah. <laughs> and and my guys you're talking about carrying to 100 um yeah I, I agree the picking the spots ahead and um you know aiming and just resetting and cutting these deals but i, I think just having some mantras that you've already kind of have having your head around being uh, i like to use of being strong focus you know running relax um really um you know some phrases you can go back to and you can you you can start using them in training and start to sort of practice that feeling of um okay i'm going to utilize a mantra just to kind of get my get my head in the game um so yeah i think it's it's uh it's good fun to test yourself as well go out of your comfort zone i know we were doing a lot of these workouts and then to sort of get into these virtuals and go okay in, in two weeks i'm going to commit and i'm going to have a crack at this and um you know not putting too much pressure on the result because look it's, it's a 5k you can, you can actually go and do it in, in two in two weeks if you try it and you know just there's something you'll learn from that um having a crack at it that's right mate and then um yeah we'll be reporting back i guess in a couple of weeks and seeing which one yeah. of us has uh, got the fastest time <laughs> very much so duking out you i think i got it last time yeah i think you did no yeah. i reckon i did oh you reckon no, i reckon i did <laughs> but then in the actual races you've got me in the last few that's for sure <laughs> <I know that. laughs> yeah you might have actually <laughs>
Barry underscore uh, one eight three. Um, what <laughs> what benefits are there for the? Training up, hang on, let me get this. Are there for training up and racing a 5K when a marathon is the main goal? So it sort of works in line with um, what we're discussing now. And I know, Maddie, you'll get your uh, scientific hat on and uh, go into the physiological benefits. But I think just straight off the cuff, it's uh, and going off what I was um, sort of mentioning about, you know, getting out there and having a crack at a 5K time is getting back into that. I know we've had that real limited races and this is a good opportunity to um, yeah, practice the routines, the warm-up, the strides, um, you know, try this in a not a high-pressure situation. So you can actually practice doing that 60, you know, maybe trying these 60 longer strides and seeing that works for you, um, testing out a mantra. So, yeah, and then, and then obviously... Towards, so utilising that in the marathon is something that's um, vital, you know, having all those routines in place and dealing with the race day nerves. Um, so, yeah, this is a good good chance because you know that, um, you yeah, know, when you head up to the marathon that, uh, you know, if you practice a lot of these things in these 5Ks, that's going to help you um, in the marathon. But what about you, Mattress, and the, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I know, like what you were saying there, sort of it, it, the 5K is obviously something that you can recover a lot quicker from. So you can mm-hmm. practice all those things. Um, whereas obviously a marathon is going to be a lot longer that the body's got um, been beaten up that much more. That's going to take a lot longer to recover from. So yeah, trialing all those sorts of things that you mentioned, um, yeah, is, is such a good way of seeing if they work on race day. And then you can use that, um, you can use that sort of feedback from what you've done there. Um, to line up for your marathon for. Um, but yeah, just in terms of the the 5K, obviously it's going to be that the training is going to incorporate, um, you know, that, that, that faster work there um, and the race as well, the race itself, the faster work than, than your marathoning itself. So working that into your program, that can really help your slower running feel much easier. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the reason being is just your running economy is just boosted so much. So pretty much that means that the energy that is required to run at a certain speed uh, is reduced so that you are becoming a lot more efficient. Um, And so obviously less energy required to run the speed. So you can run your own faster for less energy. Um, And that can really correlate to then that faster marathon. So things like improved aerobic capacity, um, which means more efficient at taking in and utilizing oxygen to produce energy so looking at some of the, the science i guess of that and one way of improving that is something that is um has this cool kind of term i really like the term it's one of my favorite terms <laughs> in science actually um <laughs> what's my other favorite term cellular blebbing that's actually my favorite <laughs> um scientific term cellular blebbing um this is i reckon my second favorite term called mitochondrial biogenesis yeah well which basically means making more or building more mitochondria. Um, and if I guess if you think back to your uh, high school biology days, um, where you talked about the mitochondria is really the power of factories of mm. the cell, um, where we make um, like a, a large amount of the, the energy that allows us to move. Um, and so, yeah, these, I don't know if you know, Zaka, I don't know if you remember back to your year 12 oh, biology yeah, days. I was- wasn't around in year 12 biology. Might have been out. <laughs> yeah, mate. Such a good topic. Such a good subject. And yeah. Needed you as a teacher. <laughs> so then, um, yeah, so these mitochondria, Zaka, they were actually bacteria. Okay. Um, and so they were taken into our, well, they, they were absorbed into, our, into a cell. Um, and yeah, so what the bacteria are able to do is, um, yeah, take that, glucose um and and when that glucose is broken down into what we call pyruvate then that goes into the mitochondria where we can make a large amount of um energy so it's actually 30 um 36 to 38 atp which is the energy which can power us and so it's the mitochondria actually has its own dna um so when we talk about the the genetic makeup of us um there is also some in the mitochondria um it's also got its own um, ribosome, so it makes its own proteins and 
Sorry, I'm going into a little bit of science here. I was going to say, did you write this question so you could just flex on your biology uh, teaching? Or? <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, complete nerd out from you. Yeah, well, oh, it just excites me, this stuff. <laughs> no, um, go on, it is interesting. Um, so, yeah, that um, it's also got two membranes around the outside, Zucker. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Exciting. Yeah, so they're, they're, um, yeah, so they're, the mitochondria, actually, we can make more copies of that mitochondria, but we've got to go through a bit of a process in order to make more copies. Um, and a lot of improvements in that aerobic capacity can be brought upon by that making that more mitochondria. Um, and it's and it's influenced by it's a, a protein called PGC1 alpha, Zaka. <laughs> PGC1 alpha. So yeah, in, in year 12 bio, we talk a lot about um, I guess a lot about proteins. And all about cell community, um, well, cellular signaling processes. Um, and so, yeah, this is a, a protein that helps build more mitochondria. And there's two main ways in which we can um, we can bring about this, <clears throat> and that's through looking at our, our type of look, sort of low long distance runs. So you know, like your long runs where you've got a, a, you know you you've got a lot of muscular contractions going on um, at a low intensity. <clears throat> and the other way we can make more of these um, is by doing the high interval, um, high high intensity interval sessions. Um, so things like that you would do, you would typically do for 5K training. So those, you might have heard of them terms before. So the VO2 max session. So you're looking at reps of sort of two to five minutes. And depending on, I guess, um, your level of um, fitness and, and level of level of it, you know the amount of running you're doing and what you can absorb so looking at around 15 to 20 minutes total of intensity so it might be something like um what three minute reps and you might be doing um six of those so that's it in total that's 18 minutes worth of intensity um and what you do there is is when you're trying to hit that sort of around that sort of vo2 max level you're switching on that um, pgc1 protein that i was talking about that alpha protein um and that'll lead to switching that on actually leads your um, cellular signaling process to end up making more mitochondria. And so therefore you can use more of the, the sugars and the fats that you consume to convert energy. Um, so therefore it ends up being that that sort of both the, the volume and the intensity are ways in which you can um, promote your body to make more mitochondria. And so therefore you're able to produce more energy, which is obviously going to help you in a marathon. So, you know, when we talk about, you know, building up the volume, that's one way of doing that, but also the intensity of those sessions um, is another way that our bodies can, um, yeah, make those more mitochondria. Um, so, I mean, this is fairly, I don't know, there's a lot more science behind yeah. it and such like that. And hopefully I haven't made any, any mistakes in there, but, um, oh, but yeah, no, that's, uh... Mary would be stoked, mate, with the, the free bio, bio biology uh, <laughs> <laughs> session in there. But um, no, that I mean that in a roundabout way, it does come back to that um, holistic training program where yeah, you do hit different systems. Um, all those different systems need to be touched throughout the training block, and particularly in a marathon. So you know, you mm -hmm. I know myself prior to marathons, uh, I've done some big big volume, big, um, you know, a program that's had, um, you know, a good mix of, um, you know, VO2 max work and long runs and all the rest of it. But I've come out and run, um, you know, close to 5K PBs in the, mm. in the marathon block. So it absolutely can assist in the marathon training. Yep. Yep. So. Hopefully you didn't nerd or bore you too much there, Zaka. No, well, that was uh, very educational, Matt, and very uh, thorough. So, Thanks for the uh, thanks for Mary for sending that question in. We, we yep. love um, questions coming in. It's um it's a good way to to, to discuss some uh, training principles and some things that common questions that come up um you know as as coaches and athletes. Absolutely. And now Zaka, sort of like leading on from that, I guess we like to talk about you know some of the things that are really going to help overall um, with your your training. Um, and I guess we could talk about them as being pillars of, of um, that we can uh, put together these like, a, and, and you'd mentioned before, before about holistic approach. Um, yeah. What are some of your, I guess, um, ideas on, on those sorts of pillars, which help, um, yeah, help people improve their, 
their um their training. Yeah, like I, I guess using that word holistic, but um, for me that program and a good running program and the pillars of running come back to me, uh, come back to consistency, and I think getting a um, a program or getting into um, a spot in where you're running where you're really enjoying your running because you are seeing those improvements through the regular running and consistency and then utilizing that hard and easy um, principle because I think it's fine to be consistent but you've also got to have the separation between sessions so you aren't just going out and consistently running hard every day and then you know that's not going to be enjoyable for anyone but having that mix where you have a you know really hard day and you then let your body um you know let your body absorb it and rest and that's where you get the growth and you know through some easy days and then go back into another hard day um so yeah that that is a big pillar for me is around consistency getting that workload where you're not doing um too much but you're doing enough to be um you know in touch with all the different systems in your training um yeah, that, I'm big around those those pillars around um, yeah overall weeks we talk about rather than super sessions. Um, you know, so a, a slower build. I'd rather athletes be running four to five times a week consistently than having you know weeks where you have you know a seven day week and two big sessions and then you're out for. A, a week and then it's another week from there you're doing two runs so consistency and managing that workload are, are big pillars for me um, as a coach and then also as an athlete just making sure that um, I do have those differential days between hard and easy and mattress you Makes sense. some of your pillars there mate yeah obviously yeah I absolutely uh, um, agree with both or all of what you've said there um, and that consistency, I also liken it to actually enjoying. So relating it to the enjoyment in the process, because uh, if you're not really enjoying what you're doing, then it's very hard to be consistent at it. Mm. Um, so yeah, doing things that in the running, like whether it be when we can, um, getting out with a running group or, you know, yeah. changing up the, the terrain or mixing up where you are running and, and um, yeah, doing sessions that you really enjoy and, and maybe speaking to your coach about, oh, like I really enjoy these sessions. I feel like I really get a lot out of them and, and sort of try and make sure that, that they are implemented into your, your week or at least, you know, once every couple of weeks. Um, so making sure, yeah, that you have that enjoyment factor in there or even like, I just know, I, I, I love chucking on next percents and um, mm. or alpha flies and then feeling fast in them like that. That's yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. And so like, I'm, I'm more likely going to turn up and get a, get a session done and enjoy it. If I'm going to be in those shoes, than than if I'm um, in some heavies or something um, where, whereas I, I might be struggling a bit more. So yeah, having that enjoyment factor. Um, yeah, definitely that, that hard, easy, uh, making sure that your easy runs are easy. So you're making sure that you are recovering um, as what you talked about before. And as well as that um, things like, making sure that you get enough sleep, get enough rest um, in between your sessions and also nutrition to make sure that you are optimizing recovery. Um, so those sorts of things when, when we talk about that holistic approach. Holistic yeah. approach. Um, and also like, I guess, uh, talking about um, like a lot of the times I do in my training and my setting training programs is set paces um and a lot of times I, like i set the i like to set the general pace and you know there's going to be good and bad days so um yeah that's not always going to um, work for that particular day but the, especially when closer we get to a race um in order to um have good execution during a race you need to have spent some time at that sort of um, pace in which you want to run it um, so you need to practice that in training as well as other support paces and stuff as well but yeah making sure that you do practice um, that pace in training so that you have that good pace judgment so when you get to race day you can really execute um, execute the plan so yeah those are I guess there's a couple of the other ones that I like to to um yeah a couple other pillars that I like to talk about no spot on I mean it you know having it, it's all part of it isn't it like you've got to you can't just be doing one 
can't just be going out and building sessions and not worrying about um, resting and getting your right amount of sleep in or, um, you know, even, even down to your mechanics, you've got to make sure you're still, um, you know, looking after your body and making sure it's robust. So doing that work, whether it's prehab, whether it's activations, whether it's things that you can, if you can get in the gym and you've got a program, um, things like that. Um, yeah, it, it does help everything. So um, yeah, there is a lot to it um but i think being a round well-rounded um, athlete you know that has mm. has some of those pillars in their program um yeah you're a long way forward in um in, i guess in terms of also longevity so you can continue to run um enjoy running uh, because yeah that's that's at the end of the day what it's it's all about it's, it's not about whether it's the pb it's just um you know being able to get out and enjoy um, getting the best out of yourself.